Welcome to Out of the Box Radio with me, your host, Christine Blasdale. Out of the Box Radio is a weekly podcast of audible ear candy dedicated to bringing a fresh perspective on this thing that we call life. And each and every week, we're going to be diving into the topics that matter most with lively conversations on issues such as health, wellness, and transformational healing, all with the goal of creating a better world and becoming a happier human being. I will be your tour guide for this epic adventure, and each and every week we're going to be embarking on a journey with the ultimate goal being transformation to our highest potential. And now, let's get out of the box. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am Christine Blasdale, your host, and I'm so very happy that you tuned in today because we have a very, very special program for you. There is something out in this beautiful world called the Jill Love Revolution, which is an international social movement which creates artivism, which is art and activism combined, to raise awareness, motivate society, and expand consciousness. And the leader of that revolution is none other than Jill Love, who peacefully and artistically fights for social rights, animal rights, and environmental rights. And I love her motto. Her motto is, we are the voices of the unheard. We are the images of the unseen. And today, we're going to be talking with Jill Love about the amazing work that she's done, how she's gotten to where she uh, is today, hailing from Tarragona, Spain, España. And um, and we're just going to have an amazing conversation. Welcome to Out of the Box, Jill Love. Wow, I'm so thrilled. I'm super thrilled. First of all, you should be my PR. You're, <laughs> you're amazing. The way you presented me, it's the way I need to to be. So thank you for having me and just giving me a voice so I can share a voice and give a voice to the unheard ones. Well, so much of the work that you do, and we'll get into that so that our listeners can can, can uh, grasp what it is that you do, uh, but so much of what you do is visual. So it's really wonderful to have you have a microphone and to be able to talk to people and so that we can um, uh, get folks behind the work that you do and, and discover some of the issues that, you know, we are in America and a lot of people are not aware of some of the things that you are very much aware of. So thank you again for, for, for being with me today. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, so let's start from the beginning, shall we? Let's start from you the mean beginning. Like when I was born? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Where do you come from? Well, you're, you're from Spain originally. I like to say I'm from Catalonia because recently we had a referendum, a vote for independence. Yeah. So we're trying to get a divorce from Spain. So this has been one of my main activism works uh, for so long, you know, the independence from Spain. And I always say I'm from Barcelona because everybody knows Barcelona. Barcelona. Everybody loves Barcelona. We like to say Barcelona. I actually say Barcelona (laughs) because I speak Catalan, but um, everybody loves Barcelona. But I'm from the south, a little city called Tarragona, which is in by the sea. It's a beautiful ancient city, 2,000 years old, Roman city. And, you know, I grew up in that city. It was really small, really conservative, highly religious, Catholic uh, religion. is really, like, um, oppressive. 
So this um, it's a beautiful city, but the the air was so oppressive. So um, you know, I needed I needed to open up to a new world of possibilities. So I moved to Barcelona when I was sixteen. I quit my I quit school. I quit my family, and I went to Barcelona to study acting. And I discovered the big city, and I discovered myself. Oh, at, at, a, at a young age too. Yeah, sixteen, like um, you know. All like, by your, all you, all by your lonesome. Were you, were you with with friends, or was it just by yourself? You know, it's the legal age in Spain to really like decide for your future. We're a little bit more like um, ahead of you guys, <laughs> and you know, yes. we start things sooner. <laughs> Yes. So that was my time to really free myself and just, you know, step up and say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. Follow my dreams, my childhood dreams, which I try to be as loyal as I can, because, you know, when you lose that um, innocence, that childhood innocence is like that's when you start aging and getting old. So and that's that's something I try to avoid. <laughs> well, let's let's go into um, so you're so you're there still. You're in Spain in Barcelona, Barcelona, and um, and how did you, how did you make your way to to the United States? Well, after Barcelona, I had to go to Madrid because I was pursuing acting, and that's where all the movie industry, all the show business, TV, and stuff is 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 happening. It's like the it's like Los Angeles of Spain, yes. Madrid. So that's where I really got to get involved into the nightlife and getting involved with movies and getting getting friendships with celebrities, um, movie stars. So I was always like so thrilled by that, right? Because um, I always wanted to be a movie star. So, and I was partying with Javier Bardem, Penelope Cruz, Pedro Almodovar, you know? Well, you just named like three of my favorite people. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine all at once in one room. You know, partying with you and just, you know. Pedro Almodovar, he's an amazing. Pedro Almodovar. Amazing he's filmmaker. so amazing. So amazing because he's he's been against the tide, you know, and just doing his own thing for so long. And at the beginning, he was criticized. He was like ashamed. He was like pushed away, shunned, ignored. But he always believed in himself. So little by little, through hard work, yes. now he's an international name. And he stuck with his art form. Uh, what I noticed, too, that there's a distinctive flavor to his film. Todo, todo, todo mi madre? Was that? Todo sobre mi madre. Yes. All about my mother. Oh, my God. Yeah. That changed every... I just, first of all, just the look and the feel and even just the... The poster. I remember having that poster because I was so attracted to the the art of it. Mm-hmm. So again, that he, really taking that artistic challenge and step into the world instead of just saying, oh, "I'm going to make a blockbuster." Yeah, and that was Academy Award for the best foreign movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. What year was that? Um, it was a while ago. Nineteen dating me a little bit, yeah. something like that. You yeah. know. So yeah, like he's a great example of how to keep your essence, your style, and work with determination, passion, perseverance. And, you know, at some point, people will start recognizing what you do. They will start listening to you, and they will start seeing you as an artist, not as um, 
troublemaker or somebody who who's rebellious and goes against the child like it happened with me so it's yes. a little introduction yes so what to happened what to you? i do <laughs> <laughs> well you know um spain is known for having these wild crazy creative artists yes which I'm so um, inspired and moved, like Dali, Picasso, Gaudi, right? And they're all so unique. Like their styles is like nothing you have seen before, yes. right? Like Pedro Almodovar, uh, Luz Buñuel. Yes. So I just wanted to create my own thing, something that hasn't been done before. That's what really moves me, right? To do things nobody dared to, to even think of. So that's what that's my drive. And and did you start doing so so the the work that you do and that you're known for now, now that you're here here in the United States, mm-hmm. um is may I add something because yes. I was in Madrid, but then I came here in 2006. Mhm. In Los Angeles, I met someone, so I came for love. You moved for love. I moved for love. That's why my name yes. is Jill Love. And I met someone who convinced me to leave everything behind. I had an amazing career. I was in TV. I was in movies. Everybody knew me. But I said, I my must heart. follow my heart. Yes. Right? I do the same. Right? Yes. yes. So I haven't regretted because it's part of my destiny, my journey to be here. And I always wanted to be here with you guys. I always <laughs> felt I was American. And I wanted to be in the land of opportunities and follow my dreams and stuff. So I'm really grateful that you all received me with open arms and hearts. So thank you. I feel like one of you, I'm a citizen, even though I have a thick accent, I'm one of you now. You're still a citizen. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so, how, so when you came here, so were the... the, the um, the Jill Love revolution, right? The artivism, mm-hmm. using art and activism together. Did you begin that when you were in Spain? No. Um, well, my mom was always so passionate and rebellious, pro-independence of Catalonia. You know, so, um, you know, I grew up with all these protests, going to march. You know, I was born in March 4th of all the days. Wow. So you have, you. so you had activist roots with your family. Yeah. Yeah. Like where I come from, you know, like um, Catalonia is very, they like to protest, protest, you know, and, and speak up and just go to the streets and take over. You know, it's like this fire that we have, right? Wow. So um, that's what I have in me. So ever since since I was a little girl, you know, when I saw an injustice or I saw a homeless or I saw an animal that was hurt or somebody was going to hurt him, I was always like putting myself in the front line, right, to defend the rights of of the ones who cannot defend themselves. So that's how I am. Ever since you were little, you were doing that? Do you remember any any memories from when you were little that you can share with there us? There is one I love because when E.T. was out in Tarragona. E.T. the movie? Yeah, E.T. Uh-huh. the movie. So I went with my mom. And you know that part when it is taken away to put in a lab and study yes. him and stuff like that. So I was so outraged. I, I stood up from my seat and I said, leave him alone. <laughs> leave him free. You know, and I was like, um, and my mom, she had to pull me back down, you know, because I was so um, 
fired up, you know? At the injustice. Yeah, the of injustice the whole of E.T., the little E.T., because I was feeling so much compassion for him, right? right? Like, with he the, just came with here. With the little, uh, with the Reese's Pieces and everything. We have, we loved E.T. Yeah, who yeah. doesn't love E.T.? How old right? were you when this happened? You remember? About? Well, E.T. came out, um, well, um, 80, 84. Four or eighty-three or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. So imagine you were little. Yeah, that was the first memory I had. You know, of of your activism uh, beginning <laughs> <laughs> for ET rights. For that ET. was the first one. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we got to talk. We got to tell Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so then so now you find yourself in America, and mm-hmm. and that's still that little girl that wants to protect. The uh, those that are voiceless, right? The ones that 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 need um, um, need our protection, need our voices. Mm-hmm. That is still in you. And when you came here to the U.S., um, y- you started doing this, the art and activism together. Yeah, but not right away. I was mm-hmm. pursuing acting, so I was going to um, acting class. I was in movies, backstage, and stuff. And you know my English was so bad. I mean, so bad. No, nobody could understand me, and I was just having such a hard time. I was crying. I couldn't express myself. I said, "How am I going to be an actress? Nobody can understand me." You know. And then uh, the relationship with my boyfriend was down the drain. It was such a cultural shock coming from Spain. You know. Yes. So I was. I was kind of depressed. I was voiceless. I was feeling so small, and I said. Um, I'm just going to move out to somewhere that makes me feel like Spain, which was New Mexico, which was the first, um, the capital of the old Spain, Santa Fe, which is the highest state capital in the United States and one of the oldest. Yes. The other side of the Mississippi. And it's really, really Spanish. You feel like you are in Spain. And I was a nurse. I worked as a nurse for two years in hospice care, home health care. Oh, wow. I, I was always volunteering with um, elderly, you know, feeding them and going to, you know, um, volunteer work in Spain. So I thought I could just do that and make some money and just, you know, feed my soul, feed my soul. Yes. So, um, and that was really rewarding, but really, really hard job to do. So after two years... Um, I had to do something else. So I started making short films, movies. I mean, one, the first one, Waves, A Tale of Love and Obsession, which is a story, a love story between two girls mm-hmm. that are like in love with themselves um, that are mirrors of each other. So it's the same person making love to herself. It's oh, like, wow. Right. It's, it's very in David Lynch, Buñuel, really strange movie, but that's how I like it. <laughs> that was my first movie. Then I made four more. So I was doing movies, filmmaker, producer, and didn't make any money with it. Didn't have that much um, appreciation because it's so European. So like, <laughs> and you're a little new, and you're in New Mexico. I know. <laughs> so um, then, in 2012, something happened really, really like that really changed my life forever, right? And everybody was saying, it's the end of the world, 2012. The oh, I remember. Right? Yeah. The Countdown end, to the 2012. The ending of the Mayan calendar. Doomsday. You know, the, the doomsday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually the doomsday for me. My mom passed away. Mm. So I had to go back to Spain, leave it all, go back to Spain, 
And, you know, it was a hard time in my life and I had to go back to my family, my dad, um, which I stayed there for seven months. I couldn't come back. My visa was expired. And then one day I went to Madrid to a riot against the government. We were having those, I have a hard time with that word, austerity measures. Austerity. Austerity. Austerity measure, which basically means... Government cuts. Screwing the public. Screwing the public. You know, cutting on education, health, Deep cuts in any social, um, the the social security blanket that a culture has, that a country has. Mm -hmm. They have to implement these quote-unquote austerity measures. And that's usually from some financial, uh, usually like a, um, uh, a large multinational banking situation, right? Yeah. They they loan them the money and they go, oh, interest is due. Yeah. Exactly. So, and that was happening all over Southern Europe, Italy, Greece. Greece is, Greece is still reeling from it. Yeah, and people were burning themselves alive in Greece. I remember somebody in front of the Congress set himself on fire because he was totally desperate. Like, yes. Like, you know, and, and it was a way for him to really, like, make make his voice heard. Yes. That was... I must say that's a extreme form of activism, artivism, but that's how desperate people are sometimes, you know. So I was, I was really like traumatized by those images. That's why my art is so extreme, so shocking because that's that really works, right? To open somebody's mind and right. and to really shock people and make them pay attention to what's happening. So that riot, that was the beginning of of the Love Revolution. There was the birth of my Love Revolution, which is September 25th, 2012. I was caught up between the riot police, the protesters. They were fighting. The protesters were showing, um, throwing glass bottles to the police. The police were, like, charging against them. So it was, like, a moment of chaos and brutality, um, violence. And I thought, what can I do as a woman to bring a moment of peace, beauty, and, and harmony? How can you stop what's happening? Right. So what can I do? I had nothing else. Um, it was cold, really cold. And I thought, I'm just going to get topless. You're just going to get topless? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm just going to get topless. Eventually, I ended up just removing everything, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And just, I, I I kneeled down, I closed my eyes. I was just praying to the goddess to bring peace and harmony and beauty. And while I was having the eyes closed, I noticed the energy shifted around me. Mm, mm-hmm. So all the screams and chaos turned into like, wow, what's going on? And people like, you know, everything shifted. Then I opened my my eyes and I was surrounded by photographers from all over the world. They were all taking pictures. The protesters, they were, like, taking pictures. They would say, wow, girl, you you got one, you know, um, tienes muchos huevos, you know. Big, yeah, big, big honies. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, like 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 that golden girl, um, white, um, the oldest one, uh, what's... Oh, Betty White? Betty White said, I don't know what they call... They call it grow some balls because balls are so sensitive, so yes. weak outside the body. Yes. Like it's better to grow eggs inside yes. that protect it and they can hold and they can get bouncing and they, they 
they well, they had stronger than the yeah, it was right? it was related to anybody who has courage and bravery. It's related to the the male species, but that doesn't make sense. I know, like Betty White yeah. said, yeah. right? Yeah. So eggs are like something that is more like outstanding, and so you're so you're in this middle of this chaos and violence and brutality, and mm -hmm. you're kneeling down. You're you're kneeling. I was kneeling down. I was praying. in a praying position. And it was such a contrast of the violence and the protesters and the coldness of, of the moment that and I was totally vulnerable and naked and silence, in silence that people were, they didn't know what to do They didn't me. know what to do. Yeah. But they stopped what they were doing, I'm sure. I even saw a riot um, police, um, cop, you know, um, winking at me. <laughs> And, and you know, they're ruthless. I'm telling you, they're ruthless. Of course. They even take cocaine to go to to fight with the protesters. They're like... Oh, they're like, hyped like, up, right. Yeah, like bulls. Yeah. But that guy was winking at me like, like you know, he was, he was having a great time, you know. So it, the whole energy shifted. And then I was getting overwhelmed. The cameras were on me. Just everybody was following me. So I had to escape. You're by yourself. Just by myself. Oh, yeah. my God. So I had to find uh, a little path to escape and go back home. So I turned on the TV, the, the news, evening news, and it was All like breaking news, opening. You know, they caught me live. So the cameras, they caught me live. Yeah. And then everybody was talking about that moment, which was so simple, so harmless, so... You know, so, like so. Mm. You, there was you. You did not conquer the violence with more violence. Yeah, you I did, did the, the most. The absolute opposite, and you shifted their focus. That was a Joan of Arc moment. Yes, that's a Joan of Arc moment. Joan of Arc. Totally. That was a divine call. I was going to say, do you feel like that 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 Joan of Arc that you either you have that essence with you, or she's with you, or or you are her in some respects reincarnate? Because I believe I believe in in reincarnation. I believe also that there are um, ascended masters who have come here, and mm -hmm. usually they, they do meet some strange you know um, way when they when they when they leave this planet. Um, Joan of Arc, uh, uh, Martin Luther King, um, Gandhi, Gandhi, Jesus—you know—all all of mm -hmm. these these amazing ascended masters. Do you feel her with you, or, or do you feel that you are her? So you cannot see I saw you all got the goosebumps. goosebumps all over my body. It's my because favorite yeah, phenomenon it's is actually um, a sign that it's it, the truth, it's truth, the divine truth, yes. right? Speaking through goosebumps, it's some, something that it's really powerful what you said because I define myself, describe myself as an open vessel, a channel for the universe to manifest itself through me. So I'm always open, ready, yeah. present to receive that message and just to portray and to take it into action. So... So uh, I really feel like ascended masters, God, goddess, universe, however you want to call it, just through me, you know, I can just put it into the physical world. So You're the channel. Yeah. Yes, from, from heaven down into earth. And that's why I'm fearless. That's why I have no fear, you know. You are fearless. Let's, let's talk about, because I, I want our listeners, too, to know, because you've done several campaigns, right? Several mm -hmm. uh, Jill Love Revolution um, campaigns. Let's just talk about uh, after. So after 
um, after that particular um, event. I, I know that, that time has had to go by before you, you were doing others, but let's talk about some of the ones that also has has gotten um, quite a bit of, of, of press um, because I know whenever you, you do these, um, the media coverage is there, which is really great because it brings attention to whatever the issue is that would normally go under the, you know, mm-hmm. under the rug, so to speak. Um, but let's talk about some of the other campaigns that you've done. So... After that moment, everybody wanted me to go back and do it this again, right? And they were, like, inviting me to the TV show. So I was getting this momentum that I really <clears throat> took advantage of. So I had the Green Party, the Spanish Green Party, sponsoring me, flying me to Ceuta, Melilla, to Canarias to fight the oil foreign oil companies from drilling in protected um, marine areas. As they do. Yeah. So actually, um, I was getting proposals from people saying, hey, you have to raise awareness for this, you know, like, um, so I just got so um, motivated to keep doing it, right? So something I did in Spain that had an amazing result, positive result, was um, these foreign British companies that wanted to drill off the coast in Ibiza mm-hmm. and Canarias, which are like amazing islands in Spain, and they're like marine preserves, right? Like really like sanctuaries for for sea life, right? So these guys, they bought, they bought the, um, the, the extreme right government, you know, Paid them off, right? They paid them off, and, and you know, they, they think, oh, yeah, we can just come here and drill and do this, whatever, you know, and then, you know, if there is an oil spill. Too bad. Well, too bad, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So I grew up watching those images of the little birds and the, and the um, sea mammals and the dolphins covered with oil, and I was totally enraged, right? So I thought, okay, I'm just going to go to Madrid, to the cities, get naked, full of oil. And just bring some dead fish and just lay it on the on the concrete, you know, and just let people see that this is what's yeah, going to happen. The, the potential risks and dangers of so you're so you're drilling. naked, but you're completely covered in in oil. Yeah, well, it was a mix that um, it smelled like chocolate. It oh. looks awful. Right. So, but, okay. So, it, it was representing oil. It wasn't yeah, necessarily. It was a Because I would be worried mix. about your health. It's <laughs> like a Coca-Cola recipe, which yeah. I cannot really tell how it's made. <laughs> you can say it. Good. But I can say, like, there is some wheat, you know, flour. Yeah. And then um, oil, olive oil, and then food coloring. Makes it black. Yes. And then I add a little chocolate just to make it uh, thicker. Yes. And make it more, like... Uh, pleasant and to the people was, around. And this is all over. All, all over, over me, completely face. naked. Yeah. You know, which is Spain, they don't have any issue with nudity like here in the United States. Yes. So with that fish around me, you know, on all the media came, you know, from all over the world. There was a huge um, campaign of all the cities in Spain marching against oil drilling. And I went to Madrid, I went to Canarias, Barcelona, Ibiza. Little by little, more people were, like, um, joining me. Because they heard about it. Yeah. So in Ibiza, we were, like, 30 people laying on the beach, like, dolphins and mm-hmm. whales covered with oil, all in the same position. And people around, they were wearing black, 
like a funeral. Yes. You know, like powerful. That's a powerful image. Did you see that one? Yes, that's a very powerful. I should image. bring you a book next next time. My first book. Oh yes. Well, we're going to tell people about your book. Yeah. Too. So uh, that was powerful because it's the image, right? Like in this digital era, social media, people they don't have that much attention. No, span. but an image an image can speak volumes. Exactly. So you know that's that's what I got really. I mastered my craft, like. In one image, I can just tell everything, you know. So it's really powerful. And people that really got the message. And then we stopped that. We stopped this. You stopped the drill. British all companies, you know. And they hurt us. And they went back where they came from, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that was wow, powerful. Wow, that's the power. That's the power of getting together, of, you know. Just but one person, one person being brave enough to step out, what they say. You know, if you go to a, a, a wedding or a club or anything like that, and there's a really good song playing and there's nobody dancing. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wants to dance. They're too afraid to dance. I'm usually the first. It's it's the first person. Mm -hmm. uh, Me too. Uh, The first person who steps out and just dances freely and happily and doesn't care what they don't care if people are looking at them or not. They're just in the moment. They're just in the moment. Then other people start joining in the dance because they're they're like, oh well, she's doing it. I guess I can. So what you did with just that one um, uh, that one campaign actually stopped the drilling. That's yeah. amazing. Now and then there's there's more. There's, there there's is a lot more, more that there you, was another you've done. one um, that was really amazing that really grew up my social media following to three hundred thousand people what? all over the world, and I had a post reach up to thirty million post reach every time I was sharing something, like millions up We're to sharing thirty it. million people. That was the highest of my career, <laughs> and that was something so simple as me in two thousand fourteen. I was here already in Hollywood pursuing acting, but I was doing some activism on the side. And there was this 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 war on between Israel and Palestine. Mm. And I was I didn't know much about it. I was kind of neutral about the issue because it's so. Um, well, we get no media coverage of it here. Yeah, exactly. No, so, I mean, very little ma- media coverage. Yeah, but then through Facebook, I got to see the other side, the side of the Palestinian victims and the children that they were, like, bombed and stuff like that. So, it's, like, nobody really is speaking for them, right? Like, like the Jews, they have this huge power all over the world. They manage the, the central banking, the governments, and They get everything. billions of dollars as well billions from the U.S. Billions of dollars. Right. Everybody feels sorry for them and blah, blah, blah. But what about the Palestinians? Somebody has to do something about them. So in that moment, that was that summer 2014, where like a thousand Palestinians died. Oh, yes, yes, I remember. 500 yeah. children, those images of bombed babies that was so hard to take in like i've never seen that before like a baby dismembered and the the skull blown off and stuff like that so i said okay i'm just gonna become a palestinian palestinian mother with a baby you know i covered myself with blood and rubble and dust and i had a baby that like um real life looking a doll right doll that like looks like a real baby so I made a hole in the head I put some chicken liver full of blood I burned the doll you know it looks so dramatic so you know so like shocking and I went to Hollywood Boulevard 
in front of Kavek Theatre where they hold the Oscars. Yeah. And I just lay there with a sign holding the baby like a mom. Nothing to see here, just another dead Palestinian baby. Keep moving. Wow. Wow. I just got chills on that. So that was completely the opposite of what I wanted them to do. Of course. Because... Like when you want somebody to do something for you, you ask them the opposite, right? Yes. It's like human psychology, how it works. So that's why people, they were like, so, wow. Like they were doing exactly the opposite of what I was telling them to do, which was, you know, to, to stop and pay attention. Yes. Right. And then there was a journalist that I had no idea. It, it was just me and a friend with a cell phone. You know, I had no no means, no team, no nothing. It was just me and a friend with a cell phone. But then a journalist came and took some photos. And then he uploaded it on his social media. And the, those photos went viral all over the world. <sighs> so then it just started growing like, yeah. like fire, right? Yes. So then I got like, you know, somebody said, hey, that's Jill Love, you know, and um, they went on social media, blah, 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 blah. So we ended up like all people from all over the, the the world in each continent doing exactly the same as me. You know, Malaysia, Pakistan, Canada, they Germany, were doing, so Italy they were doing the with the baby. Jill Love revolution. They were doing that. Wow. To bring awareness to. Yeah. With, the same way I did it. Laying right. on the ground with the blood, the baby. Keep and walking. The nothing to look here. Yeah. But in their languages. Nothing to see here. Just another dead Palestinian. Keep moving. So they did the same, you know. And that's in my first book, um, We Are the Voices of the Unheard. Because mm-hmm. it was such a powerful moment that it really, like, gave me the confidence that, like, one person really can change the world. One person can change the world. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And we always feel so power and powerless, right? Like, right. growing up, they say, oh, you cannot... You cannot change the world. Right. One you can't person. stop the machine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really powerful. So I really want to motivate people to step up and do it because uh, it works. It works. And mm-hmm. and uh, what are some other campaigns? Actually, I love because visually, too, when, you, when you're describing them, I can see, um, well, I can see you doing them. But then I can also feel the impact. That you can go to YouTube and you can see videos, especially the other Palestinian baby. Yes. <clears throat> Jill Love Revolution Channel. You can the see Jill all the Love, videos. Jill Love Revolution Channel. Yes. Jill is only one L. One J-I-L. J-I-L. And I can share the latest ones, which I don't really get to talk about it too much. Mm-hmm. The last, the latest, the last two. Okay. Which is ref- um, with Trump as a topic. Yes. A subject. Oh, we can talk about Trump. So the one I did, like, uh, when was that? That was Christmas. I did the golden shithole. The golden shithole. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? On Trump's a star. Oh, on the star. Yes. Yeah. So I had an idea one day. I was walking there, you know, and I, I was looking at the star and I said, hmm, what can I do? Like, I'm really like fired up right I'm angry but uh, I don't want to just be negative and say fuck you Trump and yeah. blah 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 you know that doesn't do anything right so um, he was always talking about the shithole countries right yeah oh yeah <laughs> all, the, all the third world Haiti yeah. you know all that stuff and I thought well and, <laughs> and, and then 
I remember seeing photos of his golden throne, you know, the golden toilet that he has, a 24-carat mm, yes. gold toilet. So I thought, I'm just going to put them together. So um, and then everything came came everything came together. Like as, when, as when I have the idea, yeah. when I have the inspiration, the universe conspires yes, right, yes. to make it happen. Of course. So then the day after, I found a toilet on, on the sidewalk. <laughs> like beautiful, clean toilet. You're walking by and there's a ping, the universe says, there you go, Jill. Yeah. There's your toilet you need. So I got that toilet, I put it in the, in the trunk, you know, I went home, I uh, I asked some, some friends to get me some supplies, like golden spray and stuff, so I started doing that thing, and then I ended up sitting on top of Trump's star, sitting on the golden toilet, yes. painted gold, yes. with a beautiful golden dress, like a movie star. Yes. Taking a dump on Trump's star, <laughs> yes. but beautifully elegant, classy lady. Reading the Time magazine, Men of the Year. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I was just reading the magazine while doing my business, you know, and just totally unaware of everything. Um, the people started congregating. Of course, me, it's Hollywood photos. Boulevard. First of all, there's always a lot of people on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. And... and I always have good responses. Like there is always a couple of people like insulting me or trying to yeah. discourage me, yeah. but I don't listen to them. No. <laughs> so, you know, then I thought I'm going to do something even more outrageous. And then I got approached by Hustler magazine <laughs> of all the publications. Uh-huh. Hustler magazine got interested in my work. So... They're mostly activists, which I respect. Larry oh, Hustler Flynn Magazine is, um, um, it's run by, um, what's his name? Larry Flynn. Larry Flynn. Who and fought for freedom of expression, freedom of speech for all of us. Well, of course. We have the right to offend you. But also, um, he's broken some stories, too, um, about the religious right and, uh, and about politicians as well. So no, he's actually quite him. progressive. Yeah, And he's the movie, Milos Forman. I love the that The People movie. versus Larry Flynn. Yes, I love um, that film. That was... 1922, you know, when I watched that movie and I love Milos Forman, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, yes. Amadeus, Amadeus. Yeah, oh, I love know? Amadeus too, yeah. He's an amazing director, so I grew up watching that movie. So Hustler, they contacted you about doing um, another piece? A special for the 35th anniversary of the Hustler magazine, uh-huh. which is in July 2nd, and it's about activism. And they wanted me to do the Golden Toilet. Uh-huh. You know, they saw the golden toilet. They wanted me to do it again and cover the event, send photographers, yes. do an interview. And I told them, I, you know, like, I want to do something new. Mm-hmm. And I have this idea, right? I don't want to repeat things I've done before. Yeah. So this time I want to be the wall. The wall. <laughs> the wall that the the wall that Trump is. Um... Yes. The so wall. I became the wall. You became the wall. Yeah. Yes. I've seen this one. This one. You saw that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Literally, like, I'm the, I'm the wall, you know, painted concrete with inside the wall, like Han Solo in Star Wars. Remember, he was... Yeah, coming out of the... Trapped in, in you know? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, yeah, I'm the wall, you know? That's how they want us to be, like a concrete, cold wall with no rights, no no voice, no nothing. And right? this was also on Hollywood Boulevard, right? On Trump's star. 
on Trump's star. Oh, I didn't know it was right on his star. Yeah. So and then because so I, I saw that, one week. and there's like a whole set. I mean, there's like um. So you're in the middle. Yeah. Um, and then the, on either side of you is the continuation of the wall, and then you're painted. It's like seven like the feet wall. tall wall. Um, long two pieces, and I'm like holding the two pieces with my body mm -hmm. coming out, totally naked. Excuse me. This time I was totally naked. I and covered cover, in the paint, though, right? Yeah. I usually cover my nipples, you know, on my pubic hair. But this time I thought, no, what the fuck? I'm the wall. I'm the wall. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm right? the wall. I'm not even human. So. Right, right, right. So I didn't bother to cover anything. I just painted it over. Yes. So I was just like holding the wall. And then inviting the team of people, inviting people to this is This is really brave of you. I mean, first of all, just being completely vulnerable and exposed like that in um, in the, in public, and then and then giving people what you gave them um, was it like markers or paint? Um, yeah, spray paint, spray paint, eggs, tomatoes, eggs. And they had flowers, candles. So they could do whatever they wanted to. Anything they could want. So so they could write on the wall. They could throw something. They can throw it to me. At to you. Trump, at or, you. Yeah. yeah. But and nobody did it. it. Nobody, th nobody, nobody threw anything at you. Not at me, but Trump's star was just on Human my Human beings, I have some faith in you. Humans. So, but what were I they were I was expecting anything. I was yeah. expecting somebody to just come and punch, punch me. Punch you, right. I mean, they right. can do anything. Right. But I'm um, just, you know... Totally vulnerable and and they did come up and write on the wall, right? Yeah, like um, fuck you, Trump. You know, um, this wall will be destroyed too. You know, um, I don't know, like things, all different things. Yeah, yeah, all different things. And then lots of eggs on Trump's star. Like <laughs> I was like sleeping. You know, I couldn't like <laughs> tomatoes on. And it was huge, huge, massive congregation of audience and people. And they were all taking photos. And there was a couple of Trump supporters. But they were, like, respectful. Yeah. You know, because they see the cameras. They see that they're going to be they caught all, doing anything. And they also see that the majority of the people are... Now, it would be different if, it, if it, probably if you were at a Trump rally. Exactly. Then I would be really worried about your safety. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like something that Shasa, Shasa Baron Cohen, you know, Barack, Sasha Baron Cohen, yeah. He, he would do that, right? Yeah. He would go to yeah. Trump rally and do that, which I admire him a lot. I love him. But I don't know if he would be completely naked. Well, he does all these outrageous things that nobody has done That's before. True. So I really That's true. I admire him and respect him. Yeah, he's him, pretty brave you know? as well. He's amazing. So that was so was that captured by, by Hustler? The uh, photographers were there? <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's going to be for the 35th anniversary of Hustler magazine on July 2nd. Okay. An extensive interview about me, my revolution, photos. They're asking me to do the cover, and I send them the proposal. So Mr. Flynn has to decide. He has the last word. Yeah. So I'm, I made sure it was sexy, but... With a message. With a huge, yeah. With a <laughs> with very a big message. message. <laughs> I think that, that uh, chances are very good that you'll be making the cover on that. I hope so, because the idea is really good. And he'll sell a lot of magazines. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> just for the just the sheer, the shock value of it, which is so powerful. Um, now, you do, um, in addition to uh, social justice and, and um, 
um, the activism that you do regarding now with what we're having with uh, with Trump and the and the the Congress in general and the the, the laws that they're making and the insane stuff they're doing. Also, mm-hmm. you're very much involved in animal rights. Um, yeah. Can you can you tell our listeners a little bit about some of the campaigns that you've done in relation to animal rights? Other than I know with the uh, with the oil um, stopping the oil drilling, yeah. but some of the other stuff you've done. Well, bullfighting, <gasps> bullfighting, bullfighting in Spain. Oh you know, God. like in a modern European country, how this can be even accepted, right? And I don't think people understand. They just think, oh, it's just a bull. They don't understand what they do to the bull prior. They drag, they drag the bull. You know, he has no, um, no ways to. Do they also? They himself, also. Right? I think that they, from my understanding, that they also like put something in their ears so they can't hear. They do all kinds of crazy things. They, That's why they they squeeze their, you know, their huevos like with a um, a strap to make them extremely painful. You know, like the bull, it's it's. Carries this pride, right? The bull, the the, the macho pride, um, and just depriving and just removing all the pride from the bull. It's just so inhuman, right? Because all the things we do it, they're not in the in the same uh, equal positions. The torero and the bull. No, you know, it's like this is not. Um, it's not an equal fight. It's not equal, you know. So um, anyway, it's just really barbaric. So I have to do something. Yeah, Madrid, which is the capital, with the world capital of bullfighting. So I went there again. I always go to the same spot, like here in Los Angeles. I go to Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. So we have our own Hollywood Boulevard in Madrid. So I got naked again, totally naked, covered with blood, like. It look like real blood. It has to look real. It's yes. not just paint. Yes. It's not just makeup. It's a special mix. You know, it's like I'm a painter too, so I know how to make the mix to make it look real with texture and stuff. So it was really graphic. And I just laid there, you know, um, there was a torero behind me, you know, like um, with, um, how do you call this? The, the Banderillas. Sword. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Sword. Oh, the, the pointy things. Yeah. Yeah. So... I made a huge mess, you know, all covered with blood and stuff. People around me, and they were all in silence. I had a silence tape on my lips, mm-hmm. so I couldn't say anything. I couldn't reply. People can go and do anything, and I'm just totally, you know, uh, neutral. So, um, and that was really, really... Um, <clears throat> Strikingly, strikingly visually powerful, and it got international media attention. Uh, and that was one of my favorite ones because it's so beautiful. Like, even though I'm covered with blood and death and stuff, it is such a beauty that you know, giving the power back to this bull. You know, yes. a woman giving the power back to a, a, a bull, which and represents. The- the the macho energy in, in animal kingdom, yes. you know. So it's about balancing. It's yeah. all about balancing, right? And you had the tor- so you had somebody dressed up as a bullfighter behind yeah. you with like, a, like I had a sword like coming out of my oh you had it my coming- back yeah but you know with a special oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And stuff. <laughs> of course no yes <laughs> so that was a really beautiful one. What other animal? Um, I did another one. Uh, I was the um, trophy, a uh, hunter's trophy. 
So I had somebody stepping on me with a boot and then the rifle, proud of he just like like the rhinos hunted when, me. Yeah, like people know, like who a, go and and kill elephants and yeah, rhinoceroses and, and giraffes. Oh, I just horrible with that smile. Yeah, you know, stupid like stupid smile, stupid on their face. smile, right? And I was naked, like. On on the snow in Santa Fe, so nobody. oh, very striking. So yeah. so in the winter, in the, the winter. So wow. So the contrast is what really gets people and attention. and a and a guy probably in his full um, hunting gear. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that yeah, that must have struck a chord too with people as well. Yeah. Then there is another idea when I do in the future. So mm-hmm. maybe I can get. Some of you motivated, inspired to help me. Tell them, tell them, tell them. So um, all these poor pigs and cows or whatever, they go in these trucks, right, to the slaughterhouse. For factory farming, yeah. To the factory, and you can see through. You can see there are pigs and stuff, you know, with these little holes and stuff, right? So I want to put like 20 naked protesters um, portraying animals, making sounds on, you know, just on, on the way to the slaughterhouse. So just go around Hollywood, you know, just screaming and just trying to escape from the truck, you know, mm. and you can see through. Yes. So um, it's something I want to do and I haven't had the opportunity yet. So maybe there is somebody who can help. So how, if people wanted to, first of all, if people want to, let's give, let's give the folks some information too about mm-hmm. how to, um, to find out more about you. So um, to see some of the um, uh, the work that you've done, they can go to your YouTube channel, correct? YouTube channel is Jill Love Revolution. And remember, J-I-L. it's one, one L. So J-I-L, then Love, Love Revolution. Revolution. Okay, and that's your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And then do you have... Um, Instagram, which is the same. Facebook. Yes. With 300,000 followers, who can be 300... One. <laughs> you could be the, the three. <laughs> you could be the three hundred thousand and one person um, to to follow Jill Love. That that is um, outstanding. And do you have a website as well? I do. What's that? Jill Love Revolution and um, dot com. Dot com. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> and tell us about the book, the, mm-hmm. the 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 latest book that you have. So I was going to make a magazine, RTBS magazine, which I have, I have an amazing website, RTBS magazine about. Artivism around the world, not just with my work, but other featuring yes. other artists from other continents. And I was so close to make it happen, right? And I had these five most outstanding artivists from Brazil, Israel, Cuba, you know, and I had it all ready to go. I just couldn't find the right funding, especially right now. The magazine industry. Magazine kind of, industry is really having a hard time. Yeah, and I wanted to do it like printed um, yeah. so so people can feel it and touch it yeah. and pass it on, right? I don't want to just have it digital. Yes. So I thought, okay, well, I cannot do the magazine right now, but I can I can just make a book, right? Yes. Put it, put it all in my second book. So the first one, it's We Are the Voices of the Unheard, and the second one is The Art of Activism. Wow, great title. So I need at least $10,000, which is not that much, just to print 500 copies and, you know, start with that. So is that, so it, the art of activism, is that, is that what you want to do or is that already That's done? That's what I want to do, which is already done. So it's, it's all, all done. All you need, I just need is 10K? 
Yeah, just oh, to well, that. Okay, we're going to put that out right now. Right? So if there's anybody out there who can help fund this, be, um, remember, one person can change the world. And if we can get this um, book out, it's going to make a huge impact. That'd be, that would be amazing. And what you could do, I mean, just a suggestion, mm-hmm. um, is tie in your proceeds for the book. A percentage goes to whatever particular... Um, uh, it could be global. It could be a global activism or a global mm-hmm. nonprofit that is doing really important work that you love. Yeah, especially animal rights. That's our focus. More on animal rights. My first book is more human rights. If you so have it, if you have it if with some with a really good organization, mm-hmm. a portion of the proceeds from each book, whatever it is, if it's a dollar or something, then it'll go even more viral because people will say, "I want to get that book because also I'm can be I'll be helping out this uh, organization as well." That's a great idea. That's why that's you what have they to pay be me my for. PR. I know that's <laughs> what they pay me for. Um, so there's so much that that um, there's so much going on with with the work that you're doing and. I love the fact that you are encouraging others to do it. I love that. And I, I hope that with this show, too, we can spark um, people to become active in whatever part of the world that, that they are and doing whatever. They may not uh, decide to, um, to to go somewhere and, and, you know, be naked and be covered in blood. But there's something that's unique to them. If they're a singer... Mm-hmm. If they're um, if they're a writer, if there's if there's something that some some skill set that they have that they can utilize that and speak into also to speak out for injustice, to speak out against the bully on the block. If it's a little kid in the, on the playground or if it's the gentleman who's residing in the White House. Right. The beauty of artivism is that involves all art forms. So you can be an artivist as a writer, filmmaker, singer, um, painter. You know, just just the art you're doing is awesome. Just add a little message that that makes a difference to the yes. world and makes an impact and helps others. Um, you know, so art and activism combined is so powerful that really changes the world and. Enough of violence, um, protests, um, screaming and being angry. That doesn't do anything. It just, you know, it just fools. Um, it fires up more the situation instead of just putting it out, right? So creative talents are so powerful because it gets straight to your heart, to, to your core, you know, and people really get the message. And, you know, and I encourage you all just to... To do anything you can, just to make a better world than 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 you are gonna live one day. So, my books, my art, I want future generations to to appreciate it, to to say, "Wow, she really did something about that, right?" Yes. She she stood up for for what she believed. So you know, on the, and so they can do the same. So they can say, "I maybe I can do that, or I can do something like that." Exactly. Mm-hmm. Jill Love, I want to thank you so, so much for being on today's show. And I want to encourage all of our listeners to check out uh, the work that she does. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, on Instagram, you can see a lot of the photos of, for some of the um, 
uh, activist uh, artivism that she has done in the past. But also, if you subscribe to it or if you follow her, then you'll be updated to, to know what she's up to. And um, and hopefully we can get that $10,000 person to um, help fund the book that is um, is, is going to be coming out soon. I know it is. I can feel it. It's coming up. Um, and you can also go and uh, check her out on YouTube. And it's Jill Love Revolution. And that's one L. So it's J-I-L, the word love, revolution. And uh, I want to thank you so much again, really, for, for coming on the show. Thank you so much for giving me a platform um, to share my voice, my art, and just to to. You're keeping me motivated because I know you care. So you motivate me. me. I motivate there you. you go. We motivate the listeners. This is a win-win-win. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you again. Thank you so much. And I want to, I want to thank you, listeners, for tuning in today. Now, remember, if you love the show, if you got something out of it, if you want to share it, this is what you got to do. You want to share this program on your social media. You can share the YouTube um, video that will be made of this program. You can share any of the audio links of this as well. I will put up uh, links to Jill Love Revolution to the uh, to her channel. I will have that also in the description of this program. But really send this out to your family and friends so that we can spread the word on the work that she does and that we can motivate um, others to do the same. As always, I want to remind you to think outside of the box. Until next time, bye for now.